My name is Anne-Marie Culhane and I um, currently live in Cornwall, just about to move to Devon and uh, you know, I start with the hardest question, what do I do? I am, I'm, I make things happen generally, my, uh, I call myself an artist um, and but I'm generally, uh, well I've got lots of I get very confused with the question. So um, I'm making, uh, I'm exploring the world through my practice, which is very broad um, and involves a lot of the time working with other people. Um, most of the time responding to particular places that I'm working in and also part of that practice or the process of that practice is creating my own um I guess, interpretations of place. So I use drawing and I use writing and I use poetry, but that's quite often as a way to get towards a piece of work which is involving other people and uh, uh, getting a deep, to get a deeper understanding of the place I'm working in so that I can then create something which is very responsive um, to what I find there. What's art for you? Art for me is about changing the way that I experience experience or other people or experience or see the world or their place in the world and so it's about magic it's about transformation it's about a kind of moment of or recognition or wonder it's about um yeah kind of uh change change and that's either kind of within me or yeah usually it's it's about a collective sense of change or exploration there's in that there's a lot of questioning so it's about there's a lot of questions for me in art around not accepting accepted views on how we might perceive each other how we might perceive places how we might look at the world and it's a constant ongoing journey into yeah, finding different ways of seeing and doing and knowing and being. I was really interested with your some of the work that you do about how you take something that transition groups would be doing anyway, and then you add a kind of an art layer over the top. Like, we're, so with your Fruit Roots project in Exeter about planting, you know, a lot of transition groups might say, let's go and talk to Exeter University about planting loads of fruit trees. And they might then get the green light and organise a load of people and have a work day and plant loads of fruit trees. But your work adds another another layer over the top of that, adds a kind of a richness and a depth and a whole different sort of discipline to that. I wonder if you could just talk about that. What what do you bring to something like fruit roots that that uh, and what does it add to that activity? Yeah. So. Um, well, I'll just talk about the project at Loughborough because that's a lot more developed than... I've just started working at Exeter University and I've been working at Loughborough University for four years, so it's a long-term project. So that's a big thing for me is is having a longer-term engagement with places because I'm really interested in seasons and cycles. I work a lot with food. I think food is really political and really inclusive and really fundamental and it's a really interesting and engaging way of drawing people back into contact with the land so a lot of my work is around 
what is that relationship to land? And of course, that can be viewed in one dimension. So you can say, oh, it's about getting food or it's about finding resources that I can then use. But actually, if we look at the roots of most culture, it comes from well, contemporary culture, let's say it comes from agriculture. It's in the word. Um, so it comes from how we've related to the land and then how we've been given, I guess, abundance or bounty back from the land if we relate to the land in a way that doesn't exploit it or diminish it. So there's a kind of celebratory element to that, a thanksgiving, a deepening of knowledge, and which I want to draw into all the work that I do around food. So it's not just literally about fulfilling a need. It's about how that relates to us in terms of our relationship with I guess, the whole ecosystem or Gaia or whatever you want to call um, the bigger planet that we live on and then reflecting on that so you can go and plant a tree and walk off and you've planted a tree or you can go and plant a tree and you can think about what that means in terms of what you might have learned about how the tree is structured and how the tree works with the other elements and you might draw metaphors from that you might also look at the tree as something that connects you to the past and to your ancestors and also that connects you into the future so you can kind of bring your imagination into the planting of the tree it's also changing the landscape it's allowing a possibility for different biodiversity to develop so it's it's like it's kind of saying you know from this one act I think it's a bit like John Muir's principle of everything's attached to everything else and it's a really fantastic way if you work with with nature or with food or with trees or with planting and then you can experience the cycles of that it's just a fantastic way of drawing people into the richness of of what it is to be alive and part of bigger seasons and bigger cycles and bigger patterns and to me that's where a lot of our historically a lot of our culture has come from our songs our stories and there's perhaps been quite a break with that (laughs) In the last, I don't know, since people have been coming away from the land and becoming less attached to that connection to the land in a kind of really... So so our connection to the land now is is predominantly as a kind of one remove, like a leisure thing. Something we look at and say, isn't that beautiful? But actually in the active relationship to dealing with plants or trees or landscapes and being in them and part of them, it just allows a lot more possibility and presumably adding that layer in adds a lot more edge and potential for for engaging much more widely much more diverse way with the local community yeah so at Loughborough I kind of back things together as well so I have a series of walks back-to-back walks where an artist will lead so there's a route now which is a kilometre long which has got about 160 fruit trees on it um, and the the idea is that that becomes kind of etched into the cultural and life of the campus. And it's a route because it just makes it easy for people to get it into their heads. And then the route becomes a locus for walks and talks and performances and seasonal events. And they could be around biodiversity. They could be around experiencing uh, nature at different times of day. They could be around having feasts or musical performances. And quite a lot of those events I I curate or I programme so that they bring different audiences together. So that's a really big thing for me. I really enjoy 
bringing different people and groups of people together. Um, so I can sometimes do that by stealth, by sort of, you know, giving some, some say there's an event, somebody who's um, comfortable about going to events that connect them to nature. So they come on a walk to do with bats. But then I'll back something onto that, which is a more kind of creative or exploratory event. And they come and they feel comfortable within the environment and the people that are there. So then they come on and do something else that they might not have done before and learn something about themselves, maybe, or about being with other people that they wouldn't have learned before. So there's a, there's a kind of overview and a design. I would, I've done permaculture design. And I think that's been a massive influence on how I conceive of projects. And can you tell us about some of the other work that you've done, so some, some of the other things in your portfolio? Well, at the moment, I am working on a project in Lincolnshire, which is Arts Council research funded um, with another artist called Ruth Levine. And that's looking at huge scale um, arable farming. So I'm really interested in, in wheat. And I've made a series of masks from wheat, which are uh, a long story behind all that. But that comes out of, I guess, a contemporization and an exploration of rituals around harvest and celebrating the seed and the continuation of the seasonal cycles, um, which is what a lot of corn dollies and things made out of straw were mm. represented. But I kind of I explored it as a medium and I started making these quite well, you can see them on my website, um, masks that can be worn for events or activism or in different situations. So they're made for performance. Um, and then they're like corn dollies. They're used once in performance. So they have a life as an object. And then they put, I perform in them and then they're put back in the ground. Um, so they're destroyed. They're not kept as objects that have a financial value. So anyway, on the back of that, I'm doing a residency on three different farms in Lincolnshire that that farm the land in extremely different ways, just because I want to really kind of grapple with my understanding of where our food comes from. And most of my work before is concentrated on urban growing and small scale community gardens and allotments and linking up those kind of projects. But I really wanted to go right to the other end of the spectrum. So I've gone to kind of massive scale industrial farming to really see and feel what it's like to be in those places and to make some work in response to that but using wheat as the kind of the thread so the three farms that we're working with will grow wheat uh, on different scales and we're just going to be making some work in response to that which will include people being invited to come onto the farms and get closer to the places where some of their food comes from but that's in development stage and I'm also doing a residency at the moment with Tim Lenton at Exeter University he's a um, professor of climate change and it's in the earth systems faculty and we are exploring how to invite publics or to engage with the concepts around earth systems and he's very influenced by James Lovelock so Gaia theory and how people can explore those concepts in more experiential ways, which comes out of, I guess, what I'm picking up from him and from other research is a real frustration in some of the scientific community about how the messages get communicated and then how that message translates into action. 
So it's a really fantastic residency because it seems to fit really well with, like our work seems to kind of back up to each other really well. One of the things that's been really interesting with Lucy's book is it is it seems to pull together all kinds of people working sometimes independent of each other or knowing of each other's work and sort of puts them all in a almost not necessarily part of a of a movement but gives us sort of you know that that idea of art in service to the wider ecological crisis and uh, and the challenge and so on i wonder if you had thoughts about why lucy's book matters and what bringing all those things together does um there's a really lovely quote by someone you, you probably have heard of called dougal Hind from the dark mountain project yeah and he he's a friend of mine and he said if someone were to ask me what kind of cause is sufficient to live for in dark times the best answer i would give would be to take responsibility not an impossible meaningless responsibility for the world in general but one that is specific and practical and maybe different for each of us and i think hopefully that's what lucy's book is saying and and from the people that you've spoken to already hope you're probably getting a whole different range of responses to a kind of common desire to take responsibility and how we all do that it's incredibly important that my feeling is it's incredibly important that people do that in a way that's unique to them rather than copying or following other people and in fact any anyway when you do something it will if you're doing it genuinely from yourself it's going to be unique but there's something I think in her book which will hopefully show a you know an eclectic range of different ways um, to take responsibility. Um, so, for example, with a project that I was involved in called Abundance, we created a handbook for that, which can be downloaded free on the internet. And it took two years to write the handbook because we were really clear that we didn't want it to be something that people copied. That the book was written in such a way that people, and it kind of in the tone in which it's written and the, and the style in which it's written and the language is about saying, this is something that worked for us in a particular circumstance with a particular group of people. If you were going to do this project, it's going to be completely different for you depending on where your interests are or what the landscape's like. So take it where you want and do with it what you want. This is just our learning and it's for you to take from that you know what helps you but ultimately the project will be shaped by you and I think as a model hopefully that was that set the tone for, for what I believe is that we can all take responsibility but be true to ourselves and what that means for us. What do you think that the arts bring to transition and what does transition bring to the arts? I would say that any any culture develops um, arts in forms of celebration in forms of reflecting what's going on I mean you wouldn't want to have a transition town that didn't ever celebrate anything and to create something that works as a celebration it needs to have some kind of genuine root and connection to an event or a season or something that's happened it needs to be considered it needs to be um, something that has care and attention to detail and for me that's all part of an, an arts and creative practice there may be new songs or music that comes out of the process of how people are working together. If it's a different way of working together or being together or the challenges of that, that's going to generate um, creative responses, poetry. I mean, it's, 
it's an integral part of culture I guess as an artist I can't imagine living without any of that it wouldn't really be worth living if one of the one of the things that I, that defines transition and community work is the work is the fact that it's really about bringing people together to work together in ways they might not have done before and I guess many people's mental picture of an artist is somebody working on their own in a in a garret or in an ease, in a field with an easel or you know it's a kind of seen as a sort of solitary practice but that's not the case for you is it no so I my work I do have a space well I have had in the past and I can afford it a space to work um, and my work takes place on many levels so I, I think I said earlier I there's a kind of when a project's developing there's a lot of time which is given over to thinking reflecting maybe drawing um, writing getting to know listening and, and all and that process for me is creative and that's process sometimes has to be in part solitary and then as an idea emerges or um yeah actually that's not entirely true part of that process is solitary part of that will come from a lot of dialogue with people spending time in the place that I'm working and then once there's a sense of what the project might manifest as there tends to be a very collaborative element which goes on which would involve a community which might involve um, experts in particular fields of knowledge Um, it may involve um, people who are kind of gatekeepers within communities Um, it might involve other artists so quite often there's a sense of an idea that is beyond the capacity of my skills and so I would ask another artist if they might want to work with me on that project so there's not ever a real sense that I'm walking into something in a solitary way or it's not like I'm putting something out there and saying this is my viewpoint on the world Um, generally there's a thank you list as long as your arm at the end of every project that I do because it's it's not it's a collective process and so it's not about one person putting forward an opinion on something. So, yeah, that's really important for me. Um, and it's also very different. The, the places that I work in tell me stuff or feed me with or call me in certain ways. So that's a collaboration quite often with a particular place as well as the people that live there. Mm. Which is why I think it's really important to know that ideas sometimes don't transfer from one place to another. And they will be shaped by that particular place. And that also comes back to permaculture design. Um, and the idea that you spend a lot of time observing and listening in different ways. I mean, permaculture, it would be ideally a year at least. So you can really feel how the different rhythms of the place and the people that live there impact and change over time, as well as the elements.